0: Good afternoon, this is the first of our Christmas podcast with me today is my co-host and wonderful daughter Karen. Hey, Karen, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself.
0: You know, as uh, you're well aware, I'm going to shortly have my second surgery on my eyes and there's other things going on here, but for the most part, the sun's shining. I'm talking to my beloved daughter and uh, we're going to look a little bit at our past. Some of it is she shared, but some of it she will will be well before her time. Today, we'll be exploring Christmas's past. And we're going to look in in a future podcast over the next month. We're going to look at Christmas present and Christmas uh, future. I'm sure you all get the idea. This is kind of based on the system of, of Christmas Carol, but it's going to be a little bit nicer. And there are going to be any ghost of goblins, I don't think, in this Okay, some of our of our memories today will be shared memories and many will not be. will not be, Since mine began many years before Karen, here's an early memory. I remember when I was probably five, six years old and still a strong believer in old St. Nick, that uh, we would go to church on Christmas Day and my father would take this great big overcoat and he covered this door because we had one of those houses that were made in probably the 1920s that had glass doors in the hallway, two slats, one right to the living room and one into the dining room. Uh, I could tell stories about the one going into the dining room, but I won't. Uh, And what he would do is cover that so I could not see it. This was even mostly before my sister would remember anything. So it was kind of fun uh, doing that because the gifts and and, uh, the tree finished up and all these other things and St. Nicholas's visit was all put together for me. And it was—I was too small to peek around the overcoat, so just went out, and I couldn't wait to get back from from church. Karen, how about a memory from you?
1: Well, the first Christmas I remember, and you have to tell me if I was three or four—I don't really remember—and I might be mixing Christmases, but I remember I got Kermit the Frog bed sheets, and I got a cardboard house, and I loved that cardboard house. I think we held on to that till I was like ten or eleven and the cats messed it up when we finally got rid of it but i just loved that house it was like my fort and my bed and like i wanted to nap in there like i still remember what it looked like it was like the outside of it was all like looked like a real house with like a mailbox on it and flowers around it and the door had like little holes along the top like i just loved that house and like when i think about it i almost feel sad that i don't have a house that is like the same size and scale as that for me now. Well, I mean, a real house is no fun. I didn't have to clean the cardboard house.
0: <laughs> that is a memory. I believe you were three going on for that year. And what I remember about that is we were living in an apartment in a place called Seneca Drive in, in Syracuse, New York, and which was about a mile, well oh, just about a, a little less than a mile from uh, your grandparents for, from the Davises. And it was a really cold and a very, very snowy day affected with so much snow that the parking lot of the of the complex hadn't been plowed out and there was no way we could do it. So what we did was we literally walked you over to their house, left you behind with them while we went out and shoveled the driveway so other people could get in there and that's for your grandparents. And then we walked all the way back to the house to get the guests for Christmas. And back then there were a lot of them because you were the only child, only <laughs> grandchild there, and brought them back. And that gift was a gift, I believe, from Aunt Carolyn. If That's I'm That's what I on recall. It. So was uh, pretty, Brian born sure
1: yet?
0: Nope. That was before so Brian. So that means was born. I
1: was not three.
0: Okay. Maybe, because maybe you were when, four, maybe. If four, I was
1: going on four, he was already born.
0: Okay. So that must, you must mean have, I was must, too. Wow, you have, I forgot how great a memory you always had. Anyways, so we got, went back, and uh, your Uncle Don drove us home and included that cardboard thing. And the next thing you know, I'm the one putting it together. It wasn't as easy as it looked, but it was fun to get in there. We all got in there at least once, I think. Which brings me back to a little follow up to that story. We were taking care of Darcy for a while when on one of your big deployments there. And we had, uh, we bought a dollhouse for her. But the dollhouse came in a huge box. And as you know, we created a little fun house very similar to that, even with a door and windows and dormers and, and everything. And she had the greatest time until that finally got around. I think her brother, Dashiell, kind of was a little rougher on it than she was. But that, that, was, that was an inter- interesting time. Uh, another memory before you came along, and th- this is a quick memory. Uh, we had uh, my grandmother's sister and her second husband, John Coons, for a while when we were in. Uh, I think we were still in Watertown, and even when that, and they would come and spend the night with us. And he was a big man. He probably he probably was about five eight, five nine, five ten, but he probably weighed three hundred and fifty pounds. In fact, he had a tumor in his leg that he took out as an older man, and that weighed fifteen pounds all by itself. So he was a, a big man, and he was scary because he had lost the tip of his little finger. I mean, his his uh, index finger on one of it. I think on his right hand, and it had like that bone thing at the end of it. It was a scary man, anyways. But Ew. we he slept so <clears throat> soundly, you could hear him snore throughout the entire house, and we had to wait till he woke up. And usually, before they were staying with us, we could get back to presence probably by. 8.30, 9 o'clock after church. We had to wait till like 10 or 10.30 for that man to wake up. And back then I had a sister too. So it was a little bit stressful for me. And it was sad, but I got over it.
1: I remember, like when you talked about putting the cardboard house together, I remember you spent every Christmas morning after we opened presents assembling toys and playing with toys. And I remember the Christmas we got the Atari from your parents on Christmas Eve and you played it the whole Christmas vacation. We couldn't get you off of it. And it wasn't even your present.
0: Well, that happens when you're a father. Well, you know, and we spent, I spent a lot of time, you know, you talk about putting those things together, but there was a lot of times I put something together first that was from Santa. Uh, a bicycle or a tricycle for you. Not so much the tri- bicycle then, but the tricycle for you.
1: Castle and, Grayskull.
0: And I was thinking Castle Grayskull. is just, that's one of the things I put down for one of the things I wanted to talk about today. And Castle Grayskull, I wish we still had that Castle Grayskull set because they're quite valuable now, even if they're opened. Because that, that is a, a rarity to find it because plastic <laughs> doesn't last with kids. So yeah. that, that was kind of fun.
1: That, and okay. the, like you got me the Ewok Village. That that set's worth $500 now. I had oh, wow. it in the box when you when we sold it at a garage sale when I decided I was too old for it.
0: Oh, don't you wish you had a lot of those things? I wish I had made yeah. my baseball cards.
1: That was a good set. <laughs> I, I missed that set
0: well another one before you were around and this this made my mother extremely jealous there was a thing that uh with cameras kodak had a camera called a, called a brownie um they had a couple of them but the brownie star flash i think it was called and it was a it was a nice little <coughs> compact camera and you used flash flash bulbs with it and I, and it was one of these advertised that says, open me first. So of course, she had, it was sent from my grandmother in Pennsylvania and had "Open me first. So I opened it. And John Coons had two daughters and one of them, his name was Sheila. She was the older one. And I just, I don't know if I had a crush on her or what, but I spent like two rolls of that film taking pictures of her. And my mother's a little jealous that I wasn't taking pictures of the family. And I do, I do remember that one. And of course, my mother did not get along too well with her mother-in-law for a whole bunches of reason. Unfortunately, that can color views of, of somebody on your own. And it took me till I was an adult to really have a better understanding of the great person my grandmother Marple was. But that's here and there. We won't go down that that rabbit hole though.
1: That's not happy stuff.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so another one you can remember, any special one?
1: uh my favorite i my favorite childhood one and this one's gonna make you laugh because you all still think that you were real clever with this one is you said we could each get two presents and you let us pick them out and i picked out an almanac because we've been working with them in school i feel like this was fourth grade we've been working with them at school and i picked out i think a denim jacket everybody had a jean jacket and i wanted one so badly and so i don't you said this is all we have we don't have a lot of money so we're letting you get exactly what you want and we we opened the presents and then we kind of looked around like um is this for real and we were so like I was grateful that I got those things that I really wanted but I just felt this horrible disappointment and even mom said we'll go get the garbage bag to throw away all this paper and I I was like I don't want to because I was upset And you said just go get it and i it was heavy and i dragged the garbage bag in and it didn't even occur to me to think why is this bag so heavy and you were like and i like kind of like threw it down and you said well you got to get the paper in there and i said i don't want it make him do it and you said open it up and put the paper in there and i opened it up and i still remember like being speechless because it was full of gifts like it was one of the probably one of the biggest Christmases I remember us having when I was a kid. And I got a keyboard, like a little tiny, like this big white keyboard, Casio. I love that keyboard and all kinds of other things. But I just remember that moment of like, I can't believe this This is full of gifts. And the, all of them in the garbage bag were for the both of us. Like there was nothing for you guys in there. Nope. And then you guys had other hidden ones that you put somewhere else. But those were all ours. And we were just shocked.
0: If you had not brought that up, I was certainly going to bring that up because it, it is a, a fun memory that we teased you about that, about, about that for a long time, because the looks on your faces, you just couldn't believe that that was all you're going to get. It, it, was, it was a very, very interesting time. Uh, in fact, that was on my little list to talk about today under the Kodak moment. So the timing <laughs> on it was perfect. You know, um, uh, I had one other one that one that was a fascinating. Long before you were, in fact, I was probably younger than Darcy. I was probably seven, six or seven, and my grandparents lived in a little town called Glen Park, and um, it did not have uh, safe indoor plumbing. It didn't have. They had a chemical toilet upstairs. And they got well water from the house next door. They allowed them to, because they had a well, and they allowed them to go over and fill, fill jugs for water. And they had uh, other water, but it wasn't safe for drinking. So we, uh, um, I got that year a flying saucer. Now, I don't know how much anybody out there remembers, or even if they've seen the flying saucers. That back then, they weren't plastic. They were metal. They were aluminum and what you would do you wax them a little in fact if you've ever seen the movie uh chevy chase their christmas vacation he has one of those saucers and he put some super glue super slick stuff on it and took off and it was one of the funnier scenes in the whole movie uh, at the very end because cousin, he said bingo as he went through and fell into a, a salvation army donation clothing donation thing uh and I went out and they took it across because there were hills and we were right by the black. This house was across the street from the Black River. So they put me on that that saucer and I went in and I slid and I went up a hill and I was swear I was going to go over the other side and into the river because it was so fast on that. I still remember that, getting so thrilled about that, but being so scared on, on that saucer. And actually, I had a, a, a classmate that had one of those saucers and her father went on it. And he went over a hill or something and went up in the air and fell down and broke his back. So Dang. He, was, he was laid up for quite a while. Ah. Okay. Another one.
1: Um, that reminds me of a funny one. I got a, I think it came from your parents An infl- inflatable snow tube. Similar thing. We lived in Oswego and there was a golf course that was like probably about half a mile from our house. And I remember, Brian and I took out my new snow tube. And I think we had another, I think he had like a round sled or something. Mm -hmm. And we went to the golf course and it had, we'd had a lot of snow for a while and they built like some jumps for people to like kind of go off of. And what I didn't know, and I'll never understand how exactly this happened. And it happened to Chevy chase too. You're on this thing. And next thing you know, you're backwards. And I went over one of these jumps and the, snow tube shot off of me and I went face first into the snow and broke my glasses.
0: <laughs> you know, I, it's, I don't remember it. There are so many that's, members of you that's guys. Funny that's funny because y'all
1: were not, y'all were not made of money as you let me know. And I needed new glasses because I couldn't see a thing. And I, I'm pretty uh, sure Brian had to hold my hand to get home. Cause I couldn't see. Isn't
0: that funny? You know, it, it, so many other things. You know, one of the things we used to do uh, back then was we would, we were Catholic at the time and we went to midnight mass and they would put incense out. It was kind of a, kind of a, such a, a solemn thing. And then there'd be the Christmas carol time. Um, I don't miss going to midnight mass because it was a, long, was, made a long time on it, but it, it, it was interesting too.
1: I always liked um, going to Christmas Eve services at, Methodist churches and all the churches were exactly the same. They had the same candles with the same like cardboard around the candle. So you didn't drip (laughs) wax on your hands and they smelled the same. And, you know, even going as an adult, I'm like, this is smells just like it did as a child. And that was always my favorite part. You know, we sing silent night and just start passing the flame along the whole sanctuary. And that something about that was always felt really awesome. And you know, you feel like you're getting away with something at a 10 o'clock service as a child. So, yeah, yeah it's you know, really late. Uh,
0: that's an interesting you brought up on, on a Christmas. Um, for a long time, I was in charge of doing Christmas services. I was doing services at an uh, assisted living home, as, as you're well aware of. And on the last Christmas, and this was Christmas 2019, we actually had a special service at their place, a music service, and talked about the Christmas story and everything. And then I arranged for them to come to our Christmas Eve service at, uh, at Harvest Church there. And it meant so much, like I didn't expect that many, but 15 people or 16 of those people actually came, almost half of the, half of the regular assisted living people came to that service and it was kind of a, a crazy time because I had to help all of them get their candles lit, I had to do all these other stuff on it, but it, it was quite a moving experience to have them there. I, let's look look a little bit at Christmas trees themselves. Now, I used to get, we got Christmas trees ourselves for many years, live Christmas trees. And one of the things we found before you were born, that was that if you get, you've got to be watching what kind of tree you get. You think it's exciting if you see a pine cone on it. The problem with a pine cone on a tree is as it warms up in the house, it bursts open. (laughs) So if you have 10 or 15 pine cones on there, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, boom, 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 and you think it's gunshots coming because it's loud. Uh, And and another memory uh, on that was cutting down the Christmas tree. I think you came with me more than once when we go out into the field and it literally cut down, find a tree and cut it down. What's interesting is when you find one of these trees, you think it's so perfect. You cut it down and bring it home and let it drop and everything. It isn't quite as perfect. It's always sweet and having all that, and the memory was great. But I just remember trudging out in the snow, getting my feet wet because it was higher than my boots. The snow would get in there, taking the hands off, cutting the tree, and hauling it. Which makes that cherry chase one when they actually pulled it out of, the, out of the ground not very likely. But it was it was a fun time to doing it too. And then one year, your mother said, "You know." You sure you don't want to get it get an artificial tree and i said no it was after your kids were had had left home and i said no and then we saw they had a big sale after christmas at sears and they were selling these artificial christmas trees and they were all pre-lit and those of you out there who use real live trees know the worst part of christmas is putting the lights not on but taking them off <laughs> all those sharp needles poking into you and everything and trying to look up and find all the lights and find all the connections, crazy time. I got an outdoor one, live tree, of course, that uh, a real one that's, you know, regular tree that's planted out there. And I've got a, a so messed up with lights, I don't know how it's going to, how I'm going to get off because they're all intertwined. It's 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 going to be fun.
1: It's going to look like that ball of lights from a Christmas vacation movie. Yeah.
0: One of the mistakes your mother and I made when we were first married is we tried to please both families. One of the worst things you can do is try and do that because we actually, for about three years until we finally said, this isn't enough, we'll do something, we gotta do something different. We ended up with two full Christmas dinners on the same day. (laughs) Two turkey dinners on the same day, two pieces of pie on the same day. And we said, But we didn't want to upset my mother. We didn't want to hurt her family. It was a tough time. And we did it, and we could kick ourselves now for doing that. We should have put our foot down, alternated like we later on did, which did not make my mother happy at all. If you ever watch Everybody Loves Raymond and Know About Marie, her grandmother, my mother, was kind of a Marie Barone. Kind. Of. I don't. I, I love her dearly, and she was great to me. But as she did hear that, oh, Raymond Chuck was the prince of the family. Crazy, crazy times. Anyone? Any other one you can think of?
1: Um, I remember Jacob's first Christmas. We uh we were going to Disney World that year with his father's family and we had to do his first Christmas and he was seven months old we had to do it before we left and I think we left on like the 22nd or 21st somewhere around there right before Christmas I know our last day in the parks was Christmas Day and Christmas with him you know you're all excited we bought all of these toys he probably had ten new toys we're so excited you know and you wrap it all up so carefully and put bows on everything and I couldn't tell you now what toys we gave him. All I remember is how much he loved the paper, the boxes and pulling the bows apart. Like he put his feet in a box and just sat with his feet in a box and just laughed and laughed and we're like, we spent a lot of money on these awesome toys. And of course, you know, 18 years later, I have no recollection of what those toys were. I could probably tell you like the paper was red and had Santa's on it and <laughs> the, like the bows were gold And the boxes were all different sizes and he he loved those boxes and you know his first christmas at disney wasn't it was tough on us tougher on us than him probably he slept a lot in the stroller but he got like his first taste of mashed potatoes at christmas dinner and it was it was a learning experience i would never do disney at christmas again it's great to say i've been there once but it's not not to be done twice
0: yeah i can imagine Uh, i had forgotten but I remember Jacob loved boxes sitting in them. Of course, so did did Darcy, but uh, uh, Jacob just loved doing it because we came down one time and uh, we brought some other stuff down for him when we visited, and he just had more fun in the box. And that was right after Elliot was born. And he had so much fun in the boxes on there. He'd get in there. we had a, 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 we brought a toy down for him with um, Krabby Patties and you had to throw the Krabby Patties in this thing. He was sewing it in the box. He didn't want them to throw them in the toy that came with it. So yeah. he was fun. We had a lot of, a lot of good times and Warner Robbins with the kids around Christmas time. And they help us decorate the tree and they come over Christmas Eve and and we do cookies. And of course, Darcy loves to do cookies. And so did, so did Dash. She's an expert. She even work with Kim on cookies. I know. Because that's that's, that's the fun thing to do. You know, one of the more interesting Christmases we ever had goes back, and it was, I believe, the Christmas of 2000, which was a tough time in a lot of respects. Uh, Personally, your kids were gone, and and your mother and I, uh, it it was a little bit of adjustment time, as you'll probably remember. But we all met in Tampa, Florida, where Brian was stationed, and we had what we called the Charlie Brown Christmas for us. We had a few gifts each, and I remember one of the things you brought me was a groundhog that would play the music from Caddyshack, mm-hmm. and that was cute. He danced this little dance and then everything on them. And one of the other things we got for got for I don't know, probably for Brian, it was was a uh, was a four-person version of Chatego. And by the end of that time playing it, we get mad at each other. Some, we'd always get mad at each other with the ganging up on, 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 on the teams and everything. It was quite a time, and we didn't realize that there were a few restaurants open, so we actually used the microwave and the room, teed up individual meals for us on it. But we went to the movies. We saw the movie Castaway there, and we saw another movie down there that I don't remember off the top of my head. But we had really a fun time for the last time that just the four of us had a Christmas together, and it was it was kind of an interesting time. You know, it, 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 Christmas is a tough time. It can be one of the most beautiful times. It, it could be one of the one of the worst times. I think if we keep in mind what Christmas is all about, it helps. It helps to know that the purpose of it when we really look and get to the bottom line of it, it is not all the gifts. It's the time of coming together and remembering that we are looking at uh, the commemoration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And all the papers, all the tinsels, all those kinds of things, even at the very end of, of, of Christmas vacation, Chevy Chase finally finds out what Christmas is all about. That's far beyond all the things that they went through. And that is why we should cherish family because we don't know from one Christmas to the next what it's gonna be like. If we look at the Christmas of 2019, like I brought up, and we move forward to the Christmas of 2020 and the Christmases we're going on in here, 21, what the, the world has gone through, we have to focus on what's important. So as we look at Christmas past, Look at those good memories. Think of those good memories, listeners and viewers. Think of all the fun things we've talked about, all the harder things we've talked about here. We're going to look next, probably maybe next week, maybe the week after, we're going to look at Christmas today, both on a personal basis of what we're going to go through. and We're going to talk a little bit about the fun time we're going to have and all the things Karen's been doing for the holidays. And we're going to look at what it's like for people around the world and on there. And then after that, we're going to look at the future. So we're going to do this again. And I'm happy to be back working with Karen on this because we've had a good time with guests and with each other doing this. Um, And we're going to actually be talking, as time goes on, more about kilts. And when you see me in my full dress kilt and doing one of these podcasts, It'll be, be kind of interesting. So thank you for viewers. Thank you for Karen. Any last words?
1: I just want to throw something in real quick. Uh, Christmas 2017 was the second Christmas I spent deployed. And that is when you definitely realize that family is more than just blood. And we all had gifts and treats and things people sent us. But so I worked Christmas Day. One of the best things was everybody pulled out their snacks that they'd been sent and their treats and we all just shared treats and had decorations around our desks. And it made what we were doing worth it because we knew that people were thinking of us back home. And even though we weren't with our families, we were helping other people so that they could safely be with their families.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's a nice memory. And that just brought back one memory that I didn't, didn't mention in here. And that was one of the times we were deployed for Christmas and jason brought up uh elliot and jacob and they got to really see what real snow including jason had never seen what real snow was like until he had, he had come there because while they were there we got like about two feet of snow so they went out and he found out how hard it is to build a snowman and how exhausting it is to build a snowman out in the snow and the kids got to really see it and i don't know how much elliot remembers about that one but certainly Jacob remembers about that, but what made me on that is that we were able to set up with it um, wasn't an iPad, I don't know whether it was a phone or what it was, but we were able a computer probably, and we were able to set up so Karen could actually watch the kids have Christmas while she was deployed in the Middle East. I don't know if you remember that much about that or not. And we not too much. That
1: was a very stressful deployment.
0: Yeah, there's, there's lots of them because the they kids were so young. But we had a pretty good one, but we certainly missed you. So listeners and viewers, thank you for being here again. As I've said before, my, all the podcasts are going to be about uplifting things. Uh, politics was just driving me crazy. We don't even watch CNN anymore. So thank you for listening. Thank you for the viewing. It's, it's going to be on uh, my YouTube channel as well as the regular podcast. And God bless you, God bless this great country and all of our duly elected leaders. God bless every frontline person out there, be they medical or be they on any other job. And hopefully this new COVID thing will not be a problem here, but we are, if you haven't, uh, no, I won't get political, I say get a vaccination, but get a vaccination anyways, if you haven't, it is good for you. And God bless our troops wherever they are. Have a good afternoon.